The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. A railway linking the cities of Lijiang and Shangri-La, two well-known tourist destinations in southwest China's Yunnan province, has opened to traffic. With the operation of the Lijiang-Shangri-La railway, the travel time between the two cities has been cut to under an hour and a half. The 139-kilometre railway also connects Shangri-La to the provincial capital Kunming. With construction beginning in 2014, the mega-project took about nine years and some 20,000 workers to build. A total of 34 new bridges and 20 new tunnels were built for the railway covering more than 70% of a route which spans complex terrain. The new line will help improve transportation in ethnic minority areas, which will promote national unity, consolidate border stability, as well as promote Yunnan's high-quality development. You're listening to Special English. Tapping fingers on the screen and then having your favourite books delivered to your doorstep in a couple of hours. Who would have thought that cultural consumption could become as easy as ordering a sandwich? Yet it is now happening at many libraries in China. A Books to Go programme has been launched by Chengdu Library in southwest China's Sichuan province. Under the program, readers need to log into a mini-program on the library's official WeChat account and then choose books they want and wait for them to be delivered. For fewer than three books, the delivery fee is just 6 yuan, under 1 US dollar. Each user can borrow a maximum of 8 books at a time, free of charge, for 30 days. The program covers books from 22 public libraries around Chengdu and serves the entire city and its surrounding areas. Zhang Wenjuan a staff member with Chengdu Library said that so far more than 300 books have been sent out to readers and the farthest delivery was to Du Jiangyan, some 50 kilometers from central Chengdu. Jiang said that it is an entirely new job for her since she has to pack the books, the same as restaurants pack takeaway food. More than 20,000 books are ready for loan. Those books cover a wide range of categories, 
with history, fiction novels, and earth science being top choices among readers. Cultural sociologist Xu Shuming said that providing such shortcuts to readers will help to achieve China's goal of promoting reading nationwide, adding that the book delivery services have proven successful in China since the country is a powerhouse in the delivery and e-commerce industries. A similar program is run by Zhuzhou Library in central China's Hunan province. In order to engage more readers, the library implemented a campaign to eliminate return postage in May. Xu said that reading has become an important part of promoting public education and enhancing people's confidence in Chinese culture and tradition. This is Special English. The latest survey by China Youth Daily shows that artificial intelligence tools are growing increasingly popular among university students in China. More than half of the students reported using AI for research and translation tasks, while about a quarter for creative endeavors such as drawing, video editing, and making PowerPoint presentations. The survey, which reached more than 7,000 students nationwide, found that 85% reported using AI tools, with 16% utilizing them frequently, and 77% of respondents believe AI tools help enhance their work and learning efficiency. The rapid advances in AI. Are indicative of its expanding role in everyday life, including in image and speech recognition and natural language processing. That is according to Fang Zixuan, vice dean of the AI and Law School with the Southwest University of Political Science and Law. Fung said. That the large language models like ChatGPT are beginning to take on tasks across a spectrum of fields, such as language, mathematics, coding, law, and medicine. A first-year physics student, Zheng Yiping, said that he relies on platforms like ChatGPT and. Quora's Poe to seek clearer definitions of academic concepts, which he said is much more efficient than searching through books. However, concerns arise on potential misuses of the AI tools. Around sixty percent of respondents worry about the risks associated with AI, such as generating content. That could disrupt fair competition, creating false information, and potential copyright infringements. Zhou Yiming, a second-year student, 
studying applied chemistry, said that if chat GPT is misused by students, it could have an impact on their creativity. Vice Dean Fung emphasized that the adoption of AI tools calls for an updated approach in the education system to enhance public digital literacy. Fong stressed the need to recognize the potential risks as well as their significance, saying that the government, media, schools, communities, businesses, especially tech giants, should be involved in the effort. China has taken steps to address the risks linked to the swift advancement of AI technologies. In late August, the government proposed revisions to academic degree regulations, introducing a ban on using artificial intelligence to write dissertations. And on August the 15th, the first ever set of rules for AI content creation was implemented, laying out guidelines for service providers to curb excessive reliance on or potential addiction to generative AI services among minors. You're listening to Special English. I love you. 我爱你. This might be the easiest way to say I love you, since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you are a rookie, or a sophisticated learner, there is definitely something that will interest you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a world that starts with 你好. You've been listening to programs from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. You're listening to Special English. As a cold front grips northern China, taking temperatures down as low as minus 10 degrees Celsius in many regions, skiing enthusiasts are rejoicing over the snowfall, eager to hit the slopes. Ya Li, the renowned ski resort in northeast China's Heilongjiang province, has experienced a surge in visitors since its official opening on November the 9th, with over 11,000 people already enjoying the slopes. Kirka Tohai International Ski Resort in Altai, in northwest China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, was the first ski resort in the country to kick off the new skiing season this year. Since October, it has welcomed more than 86,000 skiers and snowboarders from across the nation, generating revenue of over 23 million yuan, around 3.2 million US dollars. <laughs> 
Data from Meituan, an app providing services such as bike sharing, ticket booking, and maps, has seen a 200% increase in ski ticket orders from November the 1st to 9th, compared to the same period in 2019, before the COVID-19 pandemic. Since Beijing was awarded the hosting rights of the 2022 Winter Olympics in 2015, winter sports have experienced a rapid rise in popularity in China, a trend that continues to this day. Wang Ji, marketing director of Beijing's Junzhou Mountain Ski Resort. Said that this year, the resort is likely to witness the most prosperous ski season in the past five years. Zhou Xinxian, a professor at Beijing Sport University, attributed the continuous development of ice and snow sports to the rapid improvement of facilities, according to a white. Paper on China's ski industry: the number of ski resorts in China has grown from 200 to over 700 over the past decade. In 2014, there were only five indoor ski resorts in China, but the number exceeded 50 by this year, thanks to the construction of indoor facilities. Skiing in South China is gaining popularity too, according to the tour operator Chunar.com. Ticket sales for indoor ski areas in Guangzhou, Chongqing, and Kunming have nearly tripled compared to the same period in 2019. A report released by the China Tourism Academy. Predicts that China's ice and snow leisure sites will receive over 520 million visits, with revenues surpassing 720 billion yuan during the 2024 to 2025 period. Xu Hongsai, an economic analyst at the China Association of Policy Science. Said that the tremendous demand for winter sports will greatly contribute to the economy, and there is still significant potential for the years to come. You're listening to Special English. An elephant in Kenya has given birth to a set of twins, a rare event. For the planet's largest land mammals, the conservation group Save the Elephants said that the twins, both female, were born in the Samburu National Reserve in northern Kenya. Twins make up only about one percent of elephant births, although another pair, with one male and one female. Were born in the same reserve last year. A video posted on X, formerly Twitter, by the conservation group 
shows the baby elephants feeding from their mother alongside other members of the herd. African elephants have the longest gestation period of any living mammal, carrying their young for almost 22 months, and they give birth roughly every four years. However, elephant twins do not often fare so well. A previous pair of twins born in Sambaru in 2006 failed to survive more than a few days. The African savanna elephant is classified as endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. According to the Kenya Wildlife Service, there are more than 36,000 elephants in the East African country, with efforts to stem poaching halting a decline in numbers. The elephant population in Kenya stood at 170,000 in the 1970s and early 1980s. You're listening to Special English. A research team led by Chinese scientists has mapped the chemical composition of the lunar surface with high precision, providing key data for the study of the Moon's evolution. Existing chemistry mapping, based on the lunar samples collected by Apollo and Luna, only revealed the evolution of the Moon three billion years ago, missing the critical late period. However, the lunar samples brought back by China's Chang'er 5 mission have been proven to carry information about young volcanic activity about 2 billion years ago and distinctive material composition. The research team accurately estimated the content of major elements on the lunar surface by combining the sample data from Chang'er 5, Apollo and Luna. They subsequently created a new lunar surface chemical composition distribution map with high precision and resolution, which comprehensively reflected the chemical characteristics of the lunar surface. That is according to Yang Chen, a professor at Jilin University. From the map, the researchers also calibrated the Young Mare basalt units, which will provide reliable data for historical studies of magmatic activity and thermal evolution in the late lunar period, and also for future lunar sample return missions. The study was jointly conducted by Chinese and overseas research institutions, including Jilin University, the National Astronomical Observatories of the Chinese Academy of Sciences, as well as the University of Trento in Italy and the University of Iceland. The study has been published in the journal Nature Communications.
This is Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Tapping your fingers on the screen, and then having your favourite books delivered to your doorstep in a couple of hours. Who would have thought that cultural consumption could become as easy as ordering a sandwich? Yet it is now happening at many libraries in China. A Books to Go program has been launched by Chengdu Library in southwest China's Sichuan Province. Under the program, readers need to log into a mini program on the library's official WeChat account, and then choose the books they want and wait for them to be delivered. For fewer than three books, the delivery fee is just six yuan, under one U.S. dollar. Each user can borrow a maximum of eight books at a time, free of charge, for thirty days. The program covers books from twenty-two public libraries around Chengdu, and serves the entire city and its surrounding areas. Zhang Wenjuan, a staff member with Chengdu Library, said that so far more than three hundred books have been sent out to readers, and the farthest delivery reaches to Jiangyan, some fifty kilometers from central Chengdu. Zhang said that it's an entirely new job for her, since she has to pack the books, the same as restaurants pack takeaway food. More than twenty thousand books are ready for loan. Those books cover a wide range of categories. With history, fiction, novels, and earth science being top choices among readers, cultural sociologist Xu Shuming said that providing such shortcuts to readers will help to achieve China's goal of promoting reading nationwide. Adding that the book delivery services have proven successful in China since the country is a powerhouse in the delivery and e-commerce industries. A similar program is run by Zhuzhou Library in central China's Hunan Province. In order to engage more readers, the library implemented a campaign to eliminate return postage in May. Xu said that reading has become an important part of promoting public education and enhancing people's confidence in Chinese culture and tradition. This is Special English. A research team led by Chinese scientists has mapped the chemical composition of the lunar surface with high precision, providing key data for the study of the moon's evolution. Existing chemistry mapping based on the lunar samples collected by Apollo and Luna only revealed the evolution of the moon three billion years ago, missing the critical late period. However, the lunar samples brought back by China's Chang'e Five mission. Have been proven to carry information about young volcanic activity about two billion years ago and distinctive material composition. The research team accurately estimated the content of major elements on the lunar surface by combining the sample data from Chang'e Five, Apollo, and Luna. They subsequently created a new lunar surface chemical composition distribution map with high precision and resolution, which comprehensively reflected the chemical characteristics of the lunar surface. That is according to Yang Chen, a professor at Jilin University. From the map, the researchers also calibrated the Yang Mare basalt units. Which will provide reliable data for historical studies of magmatic activity and thermal evolution in the late lunar period, and also for future lunar sample return missions. 
The study was jointly conducted by Chinese and overseas research institutions, including Jilin University, the National Astronomical Observatories of the Chinese Academy of Sciences, as well as the University of Trento in Italy and the University of Iceland. The study has been published in the journal Nature Communications. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.